We're very thankful today to be joined by Sean Shooker. He is the president of Ameren Transmission Company. Sean, thank you so much for your time today. Well, thank you for having me, Will. Let's get to know you just a little bit. Uh, I'm sure that you've held many different roles in your time with Ameren. Uh, How long have you been in this current role? So I've been in this current role for about seven years. I've been throughout the different parts of Ameren, which included working in Ameren, Illinois, and Ameren Transmission, and, and in the different aspects of the business. Growing up, was this what you wanted to do, or like everybody else, did you want to be a shortstop for the Cardinals? No, actually, uh, I grew up in a farm over by Vandalia, Illinois, and growing up, I always thought I wanted to be a farmer, but when I was going through high school, that was during the, uh, the late 70s, you know, farming wasn't that great of an opportunity back then. And, it, you know, so I went on to be an engineer and then found the opportunity to work in the utility industry, which has been very rewarding to see the impact that we have on our communities, maintaining reliability, but also the ability to work with those communities and see the good that we can do to help out in the communities and to uh, help businesses in the communities. And one of the things we're going to talk about today is this um Southern Illinois Reliability Project that has uh, been going on now. I don't actually know the exact timeline. It's going to help make Southern Illinois electricity uh, more dependable, and and there are a number of other positive factors. So tell us about it. So the Southern Illinois Reliability Project, just to give you background, as we think about the system, you know, we have to look at what's happening on the system, not only today, but what's going to be happening over the next 30, 40, 50 years, because our our lines are out there for many times up to a hundred years. And so we look forward and say, what's changing? And what we know is changing is that we have greater dependence on electricity. Our customers are using more of it and they are using it in ways that require because of their lifestyle to demand a higher level of reliability. We're seeing a transition to uh, more energy from renewables. And so we're seeing folks in Southern Illinois put in solar farms and things like that so they need to be able to connect up to the system and we're seeing more power move back and forth across the system because of this transition from the large local generation facilities to more uh, distributed resources than that and so as a result of that we identified the need to upgrade a line that runs from up close to St. Louis all the way down to the southern tip of Illinois and Joppa. And to bring that that line up to speed, increase the capacity on the line. It's about 140 miles of, of transmission line. And at the same time, upgrade or expand on 13 substations to improve our ability to deliver highly reliable power and enable all those things I talked about with greater reliability, moving more power around the system and, and transitioning the system into the into the new energy resources that we're utilizing. You know, my grandmother lives in a little unincorporated community called Sunfield. It's just north of Ducoin near the St. John's community. And so I uh, typically go there about every other Sunday afternoon for lunch. And I had noticed that the big transmission line that I have looked upon in the evenings uh, growing up as a kid was being changed out. And so I've kind of watched this project uh, move through that area in recent months. And I've been impressed with how efficient uh, that team has been moving through that area. I appreciate you uh, watching us build out the lines. And, and, you know, a couple things that we really focus on. I mentioned earlier, I'm, I'm, uh, 
I grew up on a farm. I still have a small farm and, and, you know, trying to do our projects in a way that's respectful to those impacted landowners out there. Nobody wants you on your land. And, uh, you know, when you're building a new line or you're reconstructing a line, you want to make sure that you're taking into consideration the impacts to those local landowners and those local communities doing it in a way that's efficient so you're not spending a lot of time trying to keep the roads clean. Are we perfect at it? No, but I tell you, we do focus a lot on trying to do it the right way and building it in a way that that makes sure that the system lasts for a long period of time. Well, as they cross through that farmland, uh, their sort of operation in putting down mat logs and and coming back and forth, it just, um, you could tell that it had been well planned out. Um, one of the things that I also have noticed is that as this project moved along, you were upgrading to, I'm going to say, new standards. I don't know if that's the right word for what is uh, actually holds up the wires or not, but is there anything special about the new standards that makes them better than the old ones? Yes, in that when we develop new standards, I think you may be talking about moving from wood poles to some steel structures, going to steel monopoles and doing things like that. Right. Um, there's two parts to that. One is just being cognizant of the impact to the landowners. And so when you go with some of these different structure types, it has smaller footprints, better for the landowners and that. Um, the second thing is when we go to steel uh, and, and we replace like a wood age frame with a steel age frame and when they go through areas like the uh, Shawnee National Forest, you get you do away with the impact of woodpeckers. And so that minimizes our need to return to those areas and have a you know have to respond to outages and that in the future and so we we continually upgrade our standards to improve both to um, realize the impacts that mother nature has had on us and you know more severe storms than that and at the same time as new technologies come along that we can make sure that these systems are even more robust than what they were when we put them in originally yeah, I want to ask you also, there's a, been a lot of talk about transmission uh, policy in Illinois right now and the question of whether local utilities should have the uh, right to build these new infrastructure projects over out-of-state uh, companies. What do you think about that? So we we believe that we should have that right for, for several reasons. One is what I mentioned a little earlier. You know, we've been here. We're going to continue to be here. You hold us accountable for the way that we treat you, for the way that we deliver. Secondly, our costs are competitive with with the others. When you look at some of the competitive solicitations that have occurred out there, we win those in our backyard because we are cost competitive. And, and, And we compete out all of our projects. That's something that sometimes gets overlooked. But whenever we build a project like SIRP, the Southern Illinois Reliability Project, we compete those out with a multitude of contractors to make sure we are getting the best price for our customers. I think the area that's probably most important is just how long it takes and the timing. When you have these out-of-state folks come in and go through this competitive process, it extends the time, it extends the impacts to our communities and the savings we get from some of these projects that are done through that process. So we believe it's a win-win-win for our state. It's a win for our local communities because we focus on the local communities. It's a win because of the reliability and the, and the people that we use there. It's a win from a cost perspective because we believe that we, ber- we bring solutions that are low cost that deliver reliability and focus on our communities. Yeah, I think it just makes sense for 
the state of Illinois to allow folks that are already familiar with the uh, with the system to work on and replace the system, uh, not only from a financial point of view, but also just from an institutional knowledge point of view. Absolutely. I mean, you know, we have, as I mentioned, over 100 years of working here. We know where we need to put in uh, twisted wire conductors because we have galloping of the lines to prevent that from happening. We know where, as I mentioned on the Southern Illinois Reliability Project, we need to put in steel poles because we had woodpecker issues in that area. And we can optimize around that. When they do the solicitations, they don't necessarily know what's best for our areas. Well, we really appreciate uh, Sean Shooker's time today. He is with Ameren, Illinois, and he is the president of the Ameren Transmission uh, Company. Do you have any other projects in the works, Sean? So, you know, with all of that's going on in the transmission industry, there's a lot of projects going on. And, and we have a couple that are these very large projects like the SIRP. They're going a little further north in the state, but they're over... You know, I mentioned this one was about 140 miles. There's 380 miles of large transmission that we are going to be building here in the next few years to help with that tra- that energy transition, reliability, and resiliency, um, which are large projects. But then we have several projects going on throughout the state to either interconnect generators um, or to increase reliability or to replace aging infrastructure to make sure that we're managing that reliability that our customers want. Well, I have to say that um, I recall a decade or more ago, whenever there were all sorts of uh, town hall meetings and things about uh, energy costs and whatnot, and I believe that uh, people like Richard Mark and now Lenny Singh and and yourself really over the last 10 to 12 years have done a a great job of um, making, I think, Ameren more uh, accessible to the public, uh, doing more interviews like this. I think uh, being more engaged in the community uh, has helped uh, a lot in terms of just um, making people feel like their local utility is not uh, necessarily some uh, far off distant um, entity. I appreciate that, Will. And, and, you know, we all work and live in these communities and they're important to us. And so I appreciate that uh, that you're seeing us out there more and that, uh, you know, hopefully people know that if something comes up that they have an avenue to find out what's going on and make sure, you know, hold us accountable to what we are doing in our communities. All right. So you're a U of I grad. Uh, will the Fighting Illini men's basketball team make the final four? Man, I, you know, I have, I watch them play I think that they have the capability to get there. You know, they're almost there. And, you know, given the way that the team has had some issues over the last couple years, I mean, the last couple months, I think they're they're gelling at the right time. And I have confidence that we're going to make it. Well, I'm still a little salty about Marcus Damask leaving my Salukis and going north, but I, I don't begrudge him wanting to better himself. So... Boy, he has been a great addition, I love to tell you. Yeah, yeah, he is. Well, uh, we appreciate your time, uh, whether it's basketball or transmission. Uh, Sean Shooker is with us today on WXAN. Have a great day. Thank you, Will.